You've tuned into the Bellion Podcast for the month of November 2023. This is episode 228. From that who doggy, it's cold city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barce. And straight out of 98226 with a Carhartt heavy-duty jacket firmly on my torso, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, AJ and I are going to catch up on the month's ways and means and activities and places we've gone and things we've done. Plus, we're going to be discussing a topic in 220-some episodes we have not broached. That means discussed or brought up. Uh, we're going to talk about something involving something in the new future that hopefully will happen to us, what is happening to a lot of people around us that we've noticed. What do we do with our technology when we retire? All that and more next on the Bellingham Podcast. Man, I love our intro music, Chris. How you been? Not bad. Getting a little chilly uh, in between major or about to, as of the time of the recording, uh, enjoy a Thanksgiving holiday Yep, with some family and uh, getting ready for the holidays. The holidays. Uh, the episode in December, we'll be doing a little bit of a gift uh, rundown and other things like that. Bellingham podcast style. Uh, stay tuned for that. But otherwise, just putting on more layers. How about yourself, AJ? Dude, I've, well... <coughs> You might hear some coughing being editing out of uh, this episode, but uh, yeah, my little brought home the plague that's been going around. No, I'm and, sorry to hear uh, that. Yeah, so I've been out of the water, so I haven't been diving short of a, a dive that I'll talk about uh, that I had in October, but um, no, I've just been around the house a lot more, trying to stay warm because... Uh, at the time of this recording, it's just now at freezing. So, yes. you know, Bellingham, uh, we're, 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 we saw fall for just a glimmer. Poof. And then we had that windstorm, like yes. we always do. And then all of a sudden, Jack Frost showed up and uh -huh. is now paying rent in our town. Yeah, so. he made great time in traffic to get here. <laughs> and so it's it's kind of chilly out there. Anyway, yeah. talk to us about what you've been up to. Yeah, man. So, uh, okay. So in October, I think I alluded to this. Um, I had a big project that I was working on uh, for a dive. And so uh, there was a, there's a, a sunken destroyer, a Canadian destroyer called the HMCS uh, Annapolis. That's uh, her Majesty or his. I can never remember which era. As it opposed is. to the pro wrestling finishing maneuver called the, the Canadian Destroyer. Correct. No. So it, uh, the Her Majesty's Canadian ship Annapolis. Uh, it was a destroyer that was sank uh, on purpose up in Howe Sound. So if you take our Salish Sea, you head towards uh, Vancouver, North Vancouver, and you head a little bit west, um, you'll uh, be in Howe Sound. That's all that beautiful area of like the Sea to Sky Highway. That's all of that area. I have noticed in Vancouver as I struggle in their uh, traffic navigation, there's a Howe Street, H-O-W-E Street. Yes. Same, th uh, same, same, same thing. So Howe Sound. Uh -huh. And uh, so anyway, out there, um, and I wrote all of this on the Analog Explorer Substack. So like if you're really interested in this, you can read about it. And What's I did that website again for those who may not be aware it, of the Analog Explorer Substack? Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's AnalogExplorer.com. So uh, anyway, when you uh, what's really cool is, is that there is an entire um, uh, collective that what they do for British Columbia is they do artificial reefs. And in Washington State, we have something similar. But what's cool about the way that they this, this group does it is they sink... Um, where here in Washington state, we typically sing pylons for uh, developing artificial reefs up in Canada. They've got a group where they've sank a destroyer, which is the Annapolis, a world war two victory ship, hmm. a Boeing 737. I think they take the sinking more seriously. Oh, dude, It's so cool. <laughs> pylons so, versus machinery. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's submechanophilia, man. It's great. That so, would be a great password by the way. Submechanophilia. Darn right. Yep. 
so uh, anyway, so uh, my my dive partner, shout out to Andy, and then uh, three of our uh, diving compatriots. We loaded up in his truck, and uh, we did this epic dive road trip. And we went up to like Horseshoe Bay, which is where the port was for uh, the top line, uh, which is the the dive charter that we we had. And we set out into House Sound. They got us out to the dive site, and it's October. It's, it was brisk, but you know, water temp was in the fifties, so that was appreciated. And um, it was great. So we dropped down and um, like, of course, like anybody who's seen the videos that I've done for the Analog Explorer, like our, our waters are not like Tahiti. You don't see for like hundreds of feet, but um, the first 15 feet was just nothing but churned over. But once we dropped about 20 foot, it just opened up and I'm hovering Chris over this, you know, nearly 400 foot destroyer just there on the, the, the bottom of the, the, the sea. And my dive partner and I, we just, we went down, we went through the aircraft hangar. Um, so there was a swim through that we could do. Um, this was a, a helicopter destroyer. So they actually had a hangar um, and they uh, made it so that it was safe. So you could do a swim through um, in diving. If you're not rec certified, you don't enter or penetrate the wreck. What's what? Oh, W-R-E-C-K. Yes. Rec, yes. Yeah. If you're not rec certified, you don't penetrate the wreck because you have to have other skills to be able to get in. Right. And uh, if if you don't have those skills, things can go. You don't get in the kitchen if you don't have knife Correct. skills. Correct. It's kind of like doing cave diving. If you're not, if you don't have those skills, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> you do not enter beyond what you are there you go. able to do. You shall not pass. But there are uh, there are some places where you can do what's a swim through, which is it's just a big area. Everything's been taken out that could be entanglement, and there's a a, a pass through on both ends and stuff. So that's that's what we ended up doing. And uh, then we, because we, my, my dive partner and I, we are deep certified. So we, she sits, the bottom of her keel sits at about 110 feet-ish, depending on tide. Um, we dropped down to about 98 feet so we could get a picture of like her, the numbers of the, the ship. And, uh, and then we went all the way around. We spent about 40 minutes of bottom time um, and then, you know, did our safety stop and we came back up. But it was, Chris, probably the coolest, the coolest dive I've done to date. Just right. like... Uh, you know, being from the peninsula, uh-huh. okay, we, in Bremerton, we have the Turner Joy, U, uh, USS Turner Joy, and that's a destroyer, you know, so I've been on that since I was a kid, you know, we all see it, I grew up around PSNS, like, I see destroyers, okay, matter of fact, there's a, a, a fan on the show that, that knows destroyers very well. The Puget Sound Naval Shipyard, if, uh, for those of us playing at home. Yes, yes, yes PSNS, uh, and so, like, it's, it's, you know, I've seen big boats, Chris, big, big ships, but it's different underwater because one everything's magnified and two like you stand by and you're like oh yeah that's a really big ship when you can when you can hover all around it and when you come down and you're right up next against the numbers you're just like holy heck this is a lot of massive steel that's really cool to have that experience yeah it's a lot of work to get to that place where you can pass yes exactly yeah so anyway so that was that was my big project in october and stuff and um yeah so i'm yeah andy and i are are definitely trying to figure out a way to to redive it but with temperatures as they are and him and i have both been nursing this cold might be a little chilly yeah, well, even underwater. Yeah, it's, it's, it can be. It can yeah. be. But uh, anyway, what have you been up to? Uh, not as uh, glamorous or awe-inspiring as what you've been oh, up to. It's not to. glamorous. It's not glamorous, Chris. <laughs> I've actually uh, had a couple instances of some friends or colleagues or such who have. Uh, this leads into our main topic of the show. I've had the chance to be able to provide counsel from a nerdy standpoint, uh, where they 
have another chapter in their career. Ah. And this one involves retirement. They right. have exited their uh, workplace and they are living the good life, the enviable life where they, they can choose to go to a house of caffeine whenever they feel like it and they don't have an alarm. They get to do whatever they darn well please. <sighs> what, as I'm celebrating with them and of course, you know, sighing like you just did, wouldn't it be nice to be able to have that uh, agency to do whatever I darn want to? There comes a, a, a moment where you, one realizes after you are retired from a workplace, you don't have that built-in tech support available to you in True. a lot of in a lot of cases. You got to hope for a good niece or nephew, or maybe <laughs> or a, a six-year-old son or kid. Yeah, yeah, that neighbor kid. <laughs> exactly. What's your neighbor kid's name again? <laughs> yeah, you know they work for cookies. Yeah, right. So anyway, uh, so I've been able to provide some aspects for like personal email and how to get things set up because a lot of it has been work-related tech. What do you do for the personal life? Because as we age, technology is advancing at such a rapid pace. Some, not naming any names, some have tough times keeping up. Right. Heck, we have tough times keeping up in a lot of ways. Understatement. But we do this 40 hours a week plus. So that's a, that's a different uh, paradigm. So the, the, that's what I've been doing. Counseling some friends, some uh, highly valued uh, colleagues, et cetera, et cetera, to help them enter into the new chapter with uh, some stabilized technology. That's cool. That raised the question that my beautiful and amazing wife asked me, Chris, what would you do uh, for your technology when you retired? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, and then I went on an educational thought uh, escapade. Not like Janet Jackson's escapade, uh, mind you. But I was thinking like, okay, self, when the time comes when I don't have the day job and and, and, and such, and I kind of ease back on the freelance, uh, you know, tech advising uh, thing. What would I do? Well, boy, howdy, other than becoming a digital ghost and getting away from all you people uh, online. He doesn't mean that. He I'm loves you all. I love you all. Uh, it's all good. But, you know, just, you know, from a, from, from a safe distance online. I, I realized that I really am a fan of not having anything to do with those big five tech companies that are gab gathering all of our data. Right. Um, with that in mind, there is a company called Signal. Oh, yeah. We've talked about on the show on a couple of occasions. They have a wonderful encrypted communications platform. And that this isn't the shtick. Like, it's actually called Signal. It's yeah. not like, it's not like uh, what was, uh, was it uh, louder? No, what was, the, what was the joke that we did? Oh, blast. It's not blast, oh, folks. This is not. Blast. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to let you live that. Live you down. How do you live that down? So, blast. So, this is Signal. It's actually called that. Yes. And, and anyway, it's, it's a, I use it a lot. And uh, phone calls, video calls, text messages, the whole thing. You can leave audio messages, share pictures, et cetera, et cetera. I want people in my life to contact me that way. So I will be doing that. The next thing is I don't want to have my email. I've, I, I'm, uh, I'm required to be using one of the big tech companies in my day job for email, uh, which I begrudgingly do. And when, it, when I'm calling the shots, I'm not going to be using a big tech company. Does it, does it rhyme with pout look? Uh, <laughs> that is the look that I have every time I fire up my email. Yes, uh, you are correct in, in this manner. I'm going to go with uh, Proton Mail. The fine folks in Switzerland. Yes, uh, an encrypted, if you, if you catch my drift, encrypted email and a bunch of other uh, services as well, such as a calendar and contacts and virtual private networks and online cloud storage, all encrypted uh, in a heavy-duty manner. So 
that plus I would have a Linux desktop uh, on a on a rather cheap laptop. Currently, I paid two hundred fifty bucks off of a, a used laptop on the Bay. Mm-hmm. Good specs. I actually was able to get into the internal hardware. Oh my gosh, it has screws. It has screws and I unscrewed them and I put in some hot rotted parts. So I actually have a burly beast of a device and I loaded a Linux operating system, which is what? Free? What? Uh, And secure? uh, Well, you make it as secure as you want, but it's not immediately giving you thousands of data uploads to the big tech companies for what the kids call telemetry. All your activities. The kids call it telemetry on the Tiki Talk, right? Exactly, yeah. So I use a Linux distribution called Pop OS, made by the fine folks at System76. And it's it, it just works for me. It's it's a night. It, it almost looks like a Mac desktop in some cases, uh, depending on the wallpaper you use. Anyway, uh, that would be my personal retirement tech. And then I'd ask my lovely wife. It's like you know, uh, for our family calendar, we've used a big tech company for family coordinations. In this new chapter, I'm going to ask you to get a Proton Mail account, and we can have Proton calendar appointments just us. Can we try that for a while? And she'll be like, oh, gosh, all right, honey. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's what I would do for myself. Well, there's one one other thing that you missed, though. I know. You you would have gotten a radio, and you have tuned in still to the Bellingham podcast on KMRE 88.3. That is the place to be for the City by the Salish Sea to listen to KMRE if you uh, see what I see. Uh, also, KMRE.org uh, on, the, on the web. Yes, uh, in my retirement life, I actually have purchased a Tivoli Audio Model 1. That thing is rock solid. And it comes cool. And as long as 88.3 is the place to be, the radio dial will be focused there to listen to this show uh, being broadcast uh, over terrestrial radio. So I'm going to, you know, with, with that kind of things. But there's, that's me. Sure. But then there's also something to consider in... Uh, a new chapter for retirement. Uh, I think there's several pages in that chapter, but yes. can go on. But what I would be doing, I'm a lifelong tech. I love sharing information with people. And I wouldn't want to just sit on the rocking chair withering my life away. I'm going to be volunteering as long as I'm relevant and able to, uh, if, a, if companies would want me to be able to help out in a technology standpoint. Mm. With that in mind, I know that I'm not going to be able to force these companies whom I would be volunteering for to say, you must use Signal, you must use ProtonMail, you must use Linux to communicate with me. So I'm going to get another device, whatever that would be whenever I hit retirement. And I'm going to probably get a Google account because a lot of companies are using Gmail and Google Calendar for the coordination, scheduling, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, okay, I'll play. But that's going to be mutually exclusive, completely divested, nothing to do with my digital citizen stuff for my personal use. So essentially, you're going back to the good old days of our halcyon days where you have the house phone, Chris. The house phone, you have yes. this house phone that has the Google and the Microsoft and all of the what's-its and who's-its that people like Commissioner Gordon can raise uh, Batman on is yes. basically what you're saying. The bat phone, it's the bat device. Now, now let me so so dear listeners, you've you've heard us over the almost eight years that we've been on the air because mm. January is coming, Chris. Yes, um, you are ten years my senior, so you are closer to the end than I. Depending on how you are able to handle your financial house, yes. Well, I mean, and, and by end, I don't mean death. So, like, I mean, <laughs> uh, the end. Is, so, so, with retirement stuff, let me ask you this, Chris. Yep. So, like, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wild stab in the dark. 
are you gonna are, are you one of these people that are going to stay within a position uh, until the very last minute that you possibly could? Or are you gonna like as soon as you can get out, you're out? Um, we'll see. I mean, when when the, uh, there are opportunities that, and doors that open as we progress in life, mm. and a lot of our listeners are not in a new decade like I am, uh, and facing uh, the ever growing light that is retirement, mm. uh, are not having to work during the day. If I have an opportunity that my financial house is of a place where I don't have to uh, punch a clock in the face, <laughs> I don't know, or, you know, do a timesheet or something like that. Um, I'm going to take it because my life and my time is very valuable to me. Okay. And so if I have an opportunity, yes, but I would also like agency to be able to do what I want to do. Okay. I think I've worked long enough uh, as a professional to be able to do that. I don't know if I'm answering your question or not. No, but. so I'm, I'm getting to it. So yeah. like you, so one of the things that I've seen within our clients is one person typically retires before the other. So like, is mm. your wife going to be retiring at the same time as you? I, uh, that remains to be seen because my wife is amazing. And I think after having conversations with her, I think she is a lifelong, uh, she wants to be active. Right. She's very active. And I think even though she may be working, she may have a chapter close in one workplace, there will be other opportunities. Of course. Um, you know, I'd ask if you, if you didn't have to work in your day job, what would you want to do? She'd love to deliver flowers. That's where I was going with this, Chris. Yeah, of course I know uh, because I can read your mind. But you know, to do something like this where everyone's happy to see you and so appreciative of receiving these wonderfully smelling flowers, the car that she's using to deliver it, whether it's self-autonomous driving or hovercraft or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it'll smell great inside with all these flowers that she's delivering. So, and heck, I might want to deliver flowers or make donuts or help with, uh, you know, doing something where I can make uh, do hot dogs or, or grill barbecue. Here's the here's the thing, Chris. You and I, I know you're a lifelong tech. I get that. You have done by the time that you retire, estimate you will have done tech for what four decades. I started my I first sat down to a computer when I was eight years old. So now I am in my fifth decade yeah. of uh, being involved with computer professionally. Professionally. Uh, professionally, 20s, 30s, 40s. I'm now in my fourth decade. Yeah. So yeah, by the time you, you graduate uh, to retirement, you'll, you'll have been a tech for four decades. Yeah, it makes you sound old. Like, like you were just saying about your wonderful and beautiful wife going from, uh, you know, what she does for her day job and going to something completely polar opposite, such as flower delivery. Chris? Are you going to keep going with tech even in your, your old age? Or are you going to be like, you know what? I want to be like that mountain goat AJ and climb mountains. Like what, wh like what, what is it going to be uh, outside of the technology? I've always said that uh, I w if I, what would I want to do? I would want to be lead guitarist for Van Halen. Sweet. Get me tickets. Uh, yeah. But until, <laughs> there's just something about uh, that whole thing. But unfortunately, uh, Edward has passed on and uh, Van Halen isn't what it was. That was joking. But if I don't do technology, I still will have the knowledge. I like sharing information with people. Yeah. So if that's the case, what can I do to share information? It's a wheelhouse for technology. It can also be another skill set that would be important if I can volunteer carting laboratory samples huh. from a hospital to a, a clinic. 
okay, I got podcasts. I got my music playlist. I can do that. I'm a pretty good driver. Uh, it doesn't have to be technology, but okay. I want to do something. I, I, I've, I've grown up with a servant heart yeah. that I want to be able to serve, especially as I'm in this other decade. I don't think we as a society are giving as much as we could. Interesting. And, I'm, and it's not an admonishment to our dear listeners. Y'all are very busy. We are very busy. Yes. But when I ask the question, what are you doing to give back in your community other than paying your taxes? Thank you for that, by the way. Um, like, how are you helping nonprofits? How are you volunteering in schools mm -hmm. to be able to help with the kids? Uh, what are you doing in public, if you will? And that is something that... I will always want to do. My wife is of, she's more of a, a community mindset than I am uh, based on my grumpiness and my uh, hermit nature. But to be able to help in, in various ways, volunteered at the library as a volunteer tech coach a number of years ago, had a wonderful experience right. with patrons of the library, downloading eBooks. Oh, I remember. Yeah. You love Kobo. I volunteer with a nonprofit who does great work in uh, restoring peace to uh, relationships. And I got to help with their computers because budgets are budgets and that was a wonderful experience what's coming up who knows but i'm like what can you do in your time we have 168 hours a week i believe if i do the math uh other than sleeping how are you spending that and is it scrolling through a, a feed of various uh social media channels or is it actually going to some place to help out a company whether or not you're paid for it or not that's my thing so is that going to be here in bellingham who knows? Uh, with the world the way it is and how easy it is to provide uh, connectivity, Outer Mongolia is looking pretty good right now. I was going to say, I know your wonderful world traveling wife <laughs> yeah. loves to uh, rack up airline miles. So, yeah. like, you know, is 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 that something that would be on the docket? Would you have it, be less Bellingham and more global, Chris? I'm bad on worldwide. I know you are, uh, and it, it depends. I mean, who knows what what it'll be? I would love an opportunity to be able to not have a three or four day visit to a, some locale, like spend a year in a wonderful place, a small town in, in Europe, sign me up to go to a place in the Arctic circle. Yay. I've got fleece. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> polar fleece, baby for the win. Uh, do I want to go to sub-Saharan Africa and stuff like that? Cool. I've got tank tops. I mean, it, it's huh. all the, what I'm able to do in that place. Right. And uh, that's the exciting part about a new chapter. Mm -hmm. uh, it, that, that adventure is not planned out for me just yet. Okay. AJ. Yes. We got, we're running short on time. We oh, got to do that. Yeah. Oh, pish posh. When you eventually hit that retirement zone, how are you going to handle your tech? My, oh, so, uh, as minimally as possible. That's, that's curious to hear. Yeah. Tell me more. So, the, the, okay. The thing with me is, is that I, technology has always been a tool for me. Like it, it's been a curiosity and a tool. And quite frankly, like once, uh, and again, for me, you, you have a head start on me. I've, I, my, my, I, there, I think that if I squint, I might see a light at the end of my tunnel for, mm. for retirement. But you know, for me, like my technology is kind of, or I've, I've, I've been slowly getting to the point where like I retired early with my, my technology. So mm. I have my own server. I have, mm. I, I don't have to rely on the big tech companies if I don't want to. It's convenient for me because like you just said, I have a busy life. I have lots of people inside and outside of our profession that I have to communicate with globally. So like that's the way to communicate in this connected world. But for me personally, I've already got all, I've already got my cold storage. I got my hot storage. 
I'm good. You know, for me, it's more of where can I go and what can I do with the time that I've got left because I've regained 40 hours a week yeah. that I don't have to punch a clock. That's for me, a it's, gift. Exactly. For me, for me, the, the retirement part isn't more about the phasing out of technology. Like I will forever be the tech support because Lord knows I still, mom and dad, I love you. I still get FaceTime calls and I still help them with theirs. You know, that's, that's not going to change. I help with my mom's uh, technology as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and until my son gets to that age where he can take over the helm for his old man, you know, like I'm, I'm not too, I guess I'm not too worried about the technology when okay. I retire. It's for me, it's more of regaining the time and much like you said, going and spending it the way that I want to, not sure. what I'm forced to do. But so you're not really, I mean, I talk specifics. It's yeah. like, I like these products for this platform, mm-hmm. communications, email, operating system. You're not really uh, caring for that. I like, I like vinyl for my music. Yeah. I like, I like, um, I, I, when it comes to servers, I just, I trust in uh, Seagate. Mm. Um, you know, because they're just because of, uh, Backblaze puts out wonderful white papers that you can, you can see what their failure rates of hard drives are. Honestly, like the thing that I look forward to is by the time I retire, Chris, I hope there is a better localized storage solution than spinning disc for high capacity, to be honest. Like better than SSD? Yeah, because SSD, the problem is, is if you do continuous writing and writing and writing, Mm. they just up and fail. Whereas spinning discs, as we all know, like, you know, they're slower, but they're more reliable long-term. You know, I'm hoping there's like, I don't know, some sort of fiber optic style or something, something that's better than that, that allows for more people to have more digital sovereignty of their stuff. So they don't have to rely on the bigs. Kind of like our home technology, Mr. Fusion Correct. from back to the future. Correct. Yeah. I, I mean, you and I have always made that joke. The, the, the future for us is always the Mr. Fusion. It's just, unfortunately we always have to build it, mm-hmm. you know, I would hope that it gets easier, faster, lighter, and more um, user-friendly. Because sure. what I do, I mean, even my wife kind of admitted, she was, the other day, she um, she had a new device. She was getting it connected to our server and stuff. She don't remember anything. She right. doesn't, she, I mean, it's just because there's so much geekiness of where's the firewall? Mm-hmm. What's the port pass? What's all this other stuff? And like... For the lay person who didn't spend, in our case, 40 years in technology, you can't just phase into that. You're going to pay the bigs to have either iCloud or OneDrive or whatever Dropbox. That ease of use is is an important point that I didn't uh, mention until now. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who may be in a new chapter or something like that, and if you're like Chris what, or AJ, what should I get or what should I do? One of the questions that I'm asking my friends in this past month as I've been you know, celebrating with them, um, what are you currently using for your email? Do you like it? Yeah. If that's the case, then you want to get this device which can align easy, easily with your email platform, your communications standard. I'm not saying get an iPhone, get an Android phone because I have one. Right. I got both. Uh, <laughs> but that's me. You do. I, yeah. But you got to do something with what you're going to be comfortable with and what you're used to the changes because they these wonderful tech companies, they change crap around on a monthly basis. It's your comfort in how you're, you're not having to spend a whole lot of time learning about it. You can just enjoy it. And if it means that you've had 
let's just pick one of the big tech companies at random. Let's say you've had Microsoft Mail for a long time. If you're used to Outlook, if you're used to the web access, if you're used to Word and Excel, then you might want to consider dropping $70 at this current time of recording a year for an Office 365 subscription because your workplace isn't going to provide that for you moving forward. Uh, if you like an iPhone and you're using uh, Gmail, you know, or you don't like iPhone because it doesn't do this, an Android phone will have you straight in the Google camp and it'll be integrated and you can, you know, it's the comfortableness that I want to be learning about to be able to advise appropriately sure. or recommend things. Yeah. And you're running your own because you, you're going tech silo agnostic. Correct. You're doing your own AJ technology. Correct. But you're dedicating the time to learn that to, to where you can be enjoying it because it's already been set up. Yeah. And that well, takes a lot of work. It, it does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of maintenance, takes a lot of security. And it's one of those things where for me, and I, I guess this is my, because I'm on the other side of the retirement spectrum mm. from you. And so here's my advice from the person who still has 20 years before they're going to retire. Okay. If you start, it's kind of like um, those, uh, what are they called? IRAs, right? Compounding mm -hmm. interest. Yes. Think about your technology now and compound, pounding learning of where you want to be by the time you get there. Okay. Now, yes, technology is going to be phased out. The server stack that I've got, I know is not going to last me for another 10 years. I will zip disks. Remember those? Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you have a work work workflow and you already have your data consolidated where it's kind of like minimalism where you have, we, there are people who listen, who have storage barns, right? And they don't see them for years, but they still pay the rent for, because they want, they know that someday they might need it. Spend the time downsizing all where your data is and get it in a place where you know that that is, it's like having an album for records. You know that when I grab the Medici album, I know what's on side A and side B. Same thing with all of our digital stuff. If you look at all the bigs, they have done a brilliant job selling us bigger devices at bigger price tags that require bigger storage. That's their method of staying in business. If you need to counter that, or if you want to counter that, you need to learn about how and what technologies to get in the media in, in the meantime to be able to do that in-house if that's what you want to do. And that's just the tack that I've done. I'm going to dedicate the next 20 years to keep things as close to home as possible so that I don't get burned. Now, <laughs> listeners are probably thinking, well, AJ, this all started because five or so years ago, I got burned by Adobe because of Lightroom and because my storage solution, cloud storage solution, decided to uproot. You're right. Yep. And by being agnostic, I don't have to depend on anybody but me. Yeah. Just like an IRA. If you put in that $50 a month or if you put it, it, it same thing with, with, with technology, if you put in a dedicated fund for bringing things in-house, it's giving yourself your digital sovereignty back. One last uh, tip that I've been investing some time in uh, along these lines. Uh, depending on what silo you go to, you might have a .docx file, or you might have a .gdoc file, or you might have uh, some other types of formatting. I've, I want to save the data, the, the words, the thoughts, the ideas. I don't need the fancy pictures. That's another thing, uh, you know, depending. But I've been working on converting most of my digital notes to TXT text files because since the 90s, .txt has been a, a standard or at least an extension of a file that most any computer can open up. And 
you know, the, uh, I'm going to throw out a WPS extension or WPD, WordPerfect document. You might need a converter for that if you happen to be in Han Solo cryogenic stasis and come back and need to open up that document. Text files seem to be along for the ride uh, and will be resilient. If you can convert that to some kind of format that you can open it up on any computer, that will be helpful in the future and will give you a better return on investment. Yeah. No, for, we, we could do an entire show on, on different file formats. You, you know what's been a great return on investment for us? <sighs> the Billion Podcast. Yes, but the quality assurance portion of our podcast. Hit it. Oh, this is my favorite part. I look forward to this every month because uh, this is quality assurance where these picks are picked for you by AJ Barsay and Chris Powell for your quality assurance. This is Bellingham themed aj hit it yes so okay so uh at the time of this recording yesterday i met a wonderful gentleman by the name of brendan shout out to him um he happens to be the manager of this establishment called uh hotel leo downtown bellingham now those of us that have been in bellingham for a hot minute might remember that uh, that this used to be called the leopold it's gone through several iterations where it used to be um elderly care home it used to be uh just straight up apartments and now it's kind of this hybrid of long-term and hotel uh, un, uh long uh, long-term stay and hotel stay all in one but the theme and vibe of this place chris is 1930s great gatsby style-esque you know it's classy mm. and it's it's it, it within it they have this place called amendment 21 oh a- a- aj <laughs> we don't want to be talking to our uh, we're telling our listeners about this they don't want to go to this place oh i will speak easy about this chris oh but, but, but you know go on so when you get when you get in there and and i assumed because again i didn't know I, I walked in and they have this the foyer and they got this little fountain and stuff i figured i'd have to take an elevator because i'm used to the old nimbus where if you wanted to have mm. a, a classy experience top of the towers yeah you get to the top of the towers. yeah no, no no it's at the bottom it's at the it's where you can walk in and it's a small little you know speakeasy-esque bar our our, our listeners don't want to go to a small quaint elegant bar but chris you you can hear you can hear when you have a conversation our, our listeners don't want to listen to the voices in their head and hear someone at a regular conversational volume level they want to be part of the rock scene with loud music at 90 decibels when they're having their drink oh but chris it's not just about the drinks you could have little noshes like you know you can have you can have you can have like a cheese board or you can have roasted brussels sprouts with bacon that just tastes mwah. you can have aj our listeners don't want to have classy well-prepared food uh, along with their drink, they want to be able to have something in a paper bag that is dropped on their table <laughs> by someone who's like running around trying to serve so many tables at the same time. They don't want to be, uh, be part of this place. But Chris, you don't have to be a dranker because most people know I don't typically drink. And so this place has what they call NA drinks, non alcoholic drinks oh, or. Oh. As I like to, or as they have it on the menu, zero proof drinks. Zero proof. Our, our listeners really want to get totally faced. <laughs> they don't want to have anything like our heroes in recovery who are battling uh, various addictions. They don't want to have some kind of option of a tasty drink that is zero proof. This is not what the, our listeners are wanting to hear, AJ. Well, if, if they didn't want to hear that, they could have, you know, whatever proof du jour that they have because it's a full bar, Chris. This Amendment 21, I'm telling you, it is so unlike so many of the drankeries in Bellingham. I don't know if it, this is, take caution, 
dear listener, if you go to Amendment 21, you're not you're going to have a different experience than what you're used to. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if you want to encounter that it's right lovely, now. It's lovely, Chris. It's uh, lovely. I, I'm Next tell- time my sister-in-law is in town, I want to I want to take her to it. Like All it's right. it's nice. So I, I'm done playing that role. Uh, Amendment <laughs> 21 has always been one of my favorite places to go to have a conversation at this decibel level. Yeah. They have very stylish music. The bartenders, the bar keeps, they are very knowledgeable. Yes. They're very attentive as well. Yeah. The seating is glorious. It's it you <laughs> you when you walk in and you look around at the surroundings, your posture increases because you feel a little classier. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's one thing about Amendment 21 that has always appealed to me. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm joking around. Is hopefully you, you get tongue was firmly planted in cheek. Firmly. I think they know this about yes, you, Chris. But still, <laughs> encourage you to check out Hotel Leo. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, not not a paid sponsor. Like I said, I I, I just had a great experience because you know I was in mixed company and uh, because of diving and because of my health and stuff. I don't drink, and I just assumed a place like that would not have something. Um, that would be tasty. That would be worth my money in today's economy. And I was dead wrong. Uh, I, I, I like Negronis and they actually have on the menu, a N a Negroni, non-alcoholic Negroni. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Cute, kitschy spelling. Yes. Um, unfortunately they were out of a certain thing to make it. And so I ended up having a G and T, a gin and tonic without the gin. But Chris, I, I honestly, I, 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 I the flavor of it was everything that I like about a gin and tonic. And I, forgot that I wasn't drinking actual alcohol. It was it was straight up a great swap. It's almost like the synthahol they had in the Star Trek episodes. Well, they actually so the 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 uh, I don't know, the simple syrup uh, blends with the herbs and stuff. I don't I'm I don't do infused. The, yes, that thing, that word. <laughs> they make it all in house and stuff. Oh yeah. The tonic is all in house. Like it's it is a cool experience to have. I'm telling you, you don't want to go visit no, you don't, 21. You don't. Anyway. Chris, what about your quality insurance? Um, I had an opportunity to go uh, ex- ex- experience a somewhat newer coffee shop around town, a house of caffeine uh, with my lovely wife. This one's on Cornwall street, right across the street from hotel Leo. Funny I believe. That. Yeah. Uh, cough and the ampersand sign C O F ampersand, which is pronounced cough E. Cool. So, <laughs> we, so, so, okay, here's the thing. So they, I believe the, the owners are from Peru. I can't remember. They're from from either Latin America or South America, and so it's it's a cheeky play on American words. C O F cough, and in in, in Espanol, the and is a e. It's a y. So it, you pronounce it cough e. And on their on their site, which you would go to and Google it, kids, uh, they do have uh, a whole lot of Colombian oh, it's coffee Colombian. Okay. Uh, available from they the, they use the best coffee in Colombia, but it's the environment that always appeals to me. Uh, very uh, enjoyable music, not at ear splitting levels, and in the establishment on Cornwall Street, um, it's not just like your typical green label house of caffeine that you have a, a types of drinks they had some pretty exotic looking drinks with various things sprinkled into it that i was thoroughly enjoying or submerged in or it. or submerged yes diver man uh but uh the layout they have a little bit of a mini stage for live music should you encounter some i found it to be a very classy cool environment it's great to have a drink with someone you care about a caffeinated drink or decaf, depending if you are not wanting to get uh, amped up. So yes, they do uh, have some decaf available. Uh, and then there's also non-coffee type drinks as well. But check out Cornwall Street uh, uh, across from Hotel Leo. Yep. Uh, and 
coffee with the ampersand signed uh, is a really great environment that when we went, it was kind of quiet. We got it just as they were opening. And uh, I think that that would be a really great place after, should you be downtown, part of the experience. Now they do have uh, limit, you know, they may not be open late in the evening for hours. But at least they're open past one, Chris. Like yes. that's, that's the one thing I have ranted on the show about coffee houses. Come back to me, bring me back my coffee yes. house culture. It would be, it would be nice to have the whole Nighthawks at the diner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but uh, definitely enjoyed our experience and think you should as well. Uh, I think we're doing a g- good job so far. I think so. So that wraps up this November edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, reaching out and saying that you love us. Uh, in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 88.3. Yeah, K- KMRE 88.3 is the place to be for the city by the Salish Sea. Listen to that on 1.5X on your podcast player. Uh <laughs> We, we are so appreciative that KMRE is broadcasting our uh, episode for everyone to hear with an earshot uh, on the radio and then KMRE.org. From the City by the Salish Sea on 88.3, listening to us on 1.3, X, I don't know, there I tried go. it, I'm AJ And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. You know, if everybody listens to us at that, that speed, should we just talk a little bit faster so they slow us down and maybe that, that will get more likes and listeners? I think we should stop messing with our <laughs> listeners and just thank them for listening. And uh, yeah, hopefully you'll have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. <laughs>